The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today. I'm Diane Ray. Thanks for joining me. I'm uh, in my my messy office, which I showed the picture of last week, <laughs> so everybody could kind of laugh and see the disorganized mind. And it's a little little bit messier even than usual because I'm getting ready to go to an event this weekend that I'm really excited about, the International Women's Summit. And this is presented by Celebrate Your Life events that we're partnering with in Phoenix, Arizona. And this is going to be so incredible. The lineup of speakers at this event is just stellar. I know it's going to be so empowering and I'm very excited to be able to attend. And one of the people that I'm really anxious to see is my guest today on the show. So we're going to be meeting in person at this event. So I'm happy to bring her on today to introduce her to all of the Unity people and also announce that she will be doing a radio show with us that I'm very excited about starting on March 21st. So introducing my guest, Sunny Don Johnson, and she's an acclaimed inspirational speaker, a spiritual teacher, psychic medium, and expert in the angelic realm. And she's the author of 20 books, including the bestsellers, Invoking the Archangels and The Love Never Ends. And these two books have become cornerstones for many of her keynote topics, such as intuition, mediumship, and the angels. And we'll be covering some of that today in the interview. And through her courses, private sessions, and live events, Sunny has grown and cultivated a diverse global community. So seek her out online, check out her website at sunnydonjohnston.com, and also listen for her right here on unityonlineradio.org starting March 21st. And she's going to be launching her show, Elevate Your Life, every Thursday. So it's at 11 a.m. Pacific, 12 Mountain, 1 Central, 12 Eastern. I think I got all the time zones, Sunny. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing GMT, you know, if we have any listeners in the UK. So welcome to the show, Sunny. I'm really happy you could jump on with me today and introduce you to the Unity listeners and get them excited about your show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here as well and excited to be on the show and a part of the the Unity uh, Online Radio family, yes. This is going to be great. So we're we're building up our our world domination plan, and, and, you know, <laughs> bringing bringing people to check us out here on the network. So I'm um, I'm so glad to be able to share your work and tell people about what what you do. So I've been reading some of your earlier work. I've been reading the Love Never Ends. And in this, you share some of your personal story about how you came to start doing the work that you do. And you talk a little bit about growing up in a household that wasn't really afraid to talk about spirituality or spirits or life after death or that kind of thing. I guess your mom was really very open about that. So I just was hoping you could share a little bit about your early life experience and, you know, what ultimately led you to do what you do. You bet. Well, uh, you know, we all have a story, right? It starts somewhere. And so yes. uh, for me, uh, you know, my experience, what kind of uh, created an awareness that there was a whole um, another world that I wasn't necessarily seeing, but still very tuned into 
was at the age of 13, I woke up in the middle of the night and um, I saw my guardian angel above my bed. And um, that experience at 13, you know, most kids would kind of fly out of their beds and be like, ah, there's something in my room. And, and, you know, for me, it was, it wasn't as much as I saw, although that was a pretty cool experience. It was, it was what I felt. Um, and, and, and that was, uh, just this absolute unconditional love that I hadn't ever experienced that I wasn't familiar with. And, and that, that feeling was something that I never, I've still to this day, I've never forgotten. And, uh, and it opened the door that said, okay, well, if, if this is, if this is your guardian angel, which I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure that it was, I didn't know what it was, but when I went downstairs, I, I told my mom what had happened the next morning. Cause I just literally rolled over and went back to sleep. But I told my mom what happened the next morning and, and she, uh, and she said, well, Sunny, that was your guardian angel. And I said, I don't know. I don't know if I have guardian angels. And she says, well, I was in your room last night, um, at about 11 o'clock and I prayed over you and I asked, God and the angels to protect you and to keep you safe because I've been worried about your mental health and emotional health. And, and so I, I, I knew then that I had that night, I had awakened to the manifestation of her prayer. And I wasn't even sure if I believed what she was saying as far as that I had a guardian angel and all this, but what I did know for sure is I had an experience that, um, was absolutely undeniable for me and I wanted more of it. And that and unexplainable, really right? Absolutely. I mean, you didn't you didn't know at first what that was. Now, can you describe what you saw? I mean, was it just did you see wings and, and that kind of thing? What we think of when we think of angels or was it more like a light or it was, you know, it was color that you can't even put into words, uh, just all different varieties of color. But with this kind of um, opulent, iridescent kind of uh, uh addition to it. Um, and then it was, uh, there wasn't really like, um, wings or even a body, but it was almost like color that to me almost looked like clothing, like, like, like different layers of clothing, but it wasn't clothes, almost like a robe or something that was just flowy. It was just flowy color. Um, and then the, there was, but there was a, there wasn't necessarily a body, but there was a, a familiarity with the energy that took on a form that looked to be um, like my mom. So there was a, there was a, I think I felt safe because the presence that the, the, the face, which I wouldn't describe it specifically as a face, which it's so hard to explain this stuff because there aren't words for it, but um, what was similar to my mother's. And so that, that I think was part of why I just felt calm and literally just rolled over and went back to sleep. And you um, weren't scared at all. So I wasn't scared you didn't at feel all. Fear. Nope. No fear at all. More, more just like, ah, oh, you know, like, yeah, there you are, you know, and, and I didn't know what I was saying that to or who, but, um, I literally just rolled over and went back to sleep and it wasn't until the next morning when I woke up and, and then my head started clicking in and I'm like, ah, what was it? You know, then I, then I started going, okay, wait, what was that? That wasn't normal. That's when I ran downstairs and told my mom and she said, well, that was your guardian angel. And, you know, the, the experience, what it did for me, though, is that it really said, you know, Sonny, there's a whole another world out here that you aren't really paying attention to. And, and I, I knew, I just knew that intuitively. I knew that I had felt presence in my life throughout my life. I had gotten guidance that I didn't know where it came from. I didn't really have words to describe it, but I, I knew that 
there was more. And so that sent me on a journey that for the next 15 years, um, I battled, honestly, um, the, this, this, this duality of, okay, I know what I experienced. I know that that felt amazing and this energy of unconditional love. And then I know how I feel in my physical body and, and in my life. And, and it felt in direct contrast. Uh, it didn't, I, I didn't feel, um, safe in, in my body, not because of anything around me. It was no person's fault. It was just a, a separation almost and, and a, a longing for something different. And then in connection with, with the angelic experience, it was this all encompassing oneness that felt so, so safe. And, and, and because I was in an environment where, you know, I was raised around a very strong, um, religious, domination in in salt lake city utah um if you weren't that religion you just weren't anything and because i wasn't i personally was not raised that way my parents were and everyone around me was but i wasn't um it it, i had a lot of conflict on who i was and where i fit in and so then when i started exploring the angels and 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 spirit and then i started seeing them and feeling them more and more and more well that just put me in more contrast because then I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm having all these experiences, but I can't talk about them because nobody will get it because it's not, you know, it's, 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 it's the occult section in the library, you know, like this isn't okay. And so that put me on this journey for 15 years where I just did this push and pull where I'm like, ah, I love this stuff. And then, ah, I just want to be normal. And then, ah, I love this stuff. And then I just want to be normal. And, and I struggled with that for a very long time. And I think a lot of us do. Oh, I agree. I mean, I remember it's it's so interesting about the age that you had that experience. I mean, I've never had that actual intense of an experience. I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to be able to see that. Uh, that would be so amazing. Um, but, you know, there were une- unexplained things that happened, and I always had that interest. And you're right, like at, at that age, it's um, limiting of who you can talk to, but you're lucky that your mother was so open that you were comfortable that you felt you could share that experience with her. Um, I was all, I was always that kid too that was interested in, in that kind of stuff and and angels and you know I I always had such an interest in it, but a lot of times it it was frowned upon. And I grew up with a, a Catholic background and and you know went went to church and I thought the nuns were great. They they weren't scary or anything like that. And so then I was exposed to angels through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you never really had anybody to, to share my interest at that sure. time. So I did what you did too, and kind of, you know, just, just pushed it away. But do you feel that it seems there's kind of a, I don't know what's the word where, where people that were brought up with a, a strong upbringing that might be told, well, you shouldn't ask angels for help. And then they feel that they're doing something wrong or in contradiction with their, their spiritual beliefs that they grew up with. Absolutely. What, what you do know, you I, feel I about that? that? I hear yeah. that a lot. I hear that a lot with my clients and students and, you know, well, and even when I, when I wrote my first book, Invoking the Archangels, um, and I was on book tour, I, I traveled, you know, I did thir- 36 states, I think we did. And so we traveled a lot and, and I was exposed to a lot of different belief systems. And it was interesting to me because so many people said, well, well, I don't, I'm not supposed to ask for anything and I shouldn't talk to the angels. If I'm going to talk to the angels, why shouldn't I just go straight to God. And I said, you can, there's no problem. Go straight to God. It's, this is, this is an opportunity to um, make a connection. What I've found is a lot of people find that they don't feel worthy 
of of asking for help or having direct contact with God. And the angels were a stepping stone, a safe way to be able to make that connection. But in the big picture of things, you know, wherever you find your spirituality, from my perspective, it doesn't matter where you find it. Just just go within and find that. But in the experience that I had, which is what I was sharing, was was connecting with the angels because they came to me. I didn't go to them. I didn't have a belief. I mean, an angel to me was like a statue on the fireplace. You know, I, I didn't really have a belief that they were actual entities and, and, and energies that could contact me and that I could feel and see and hear and know. I had no idea that that was a reality. And how did you explore that? You know, as, as you're, you're growing up and meeting people was like, was there a specific teacher that kind of helped you with that or someone that you felt comfortable with talking about working with the angels? Not really. You know what, what happened? I explored it with them. Uh, it, it ended up being that I start well. So when I first started having those experiences, I didn't know for sure that it was an angel. So I just started saying out loud, um, okay, I don't know who you are. Will you just come back? You know, like I want to, <laughs> I want to experience you again. I'd like to feel that again. Will you just come back? And, and I started feeling them and seeing them again. And then they would come with different colors. And it was almost like I was kind of in class. They started teaching me the different energies, the different qualities that would come with these different colors. And I started to create these associations with different, um, with different qualities, with different colors, with different energies that I could feel. And then the spirit world, then people's deceased loved ones started showing up and we had a ghost that lived in our house and she showed up. And so I started seeing, um, even more than that. And the problem was that it, it, wasn't safe for me to talk about it, but I didn't know that. So I just started talking about it thinking, well, everybody must have these experiences. But very quickly, I found out that was not the case and that it wasn't okay to talk about because within, you know, a very short amount of time, word got out that, you know, we were kind of the weird house on the corner and um, that, you know, Sonny is, you know, talking to dead people and angels and all that crazy stuff. And so I learned very quickly and and unfortunately it took me a long time to unlearn this but i learned very quickly that i i couldn't be myself and i couldn't share those experiences with the community and 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 with other people and so i i shut them down but at the same time that i did that my mom did have a friend that was a an underground psychic in salt lake city utah her name was leo and um and she she my mom was safe and she was safe uh, but I didn't really explore a lot with them because I was in my own struggle of, eh, I don't, I don't want to be weird. And then, ah, maybe this is really cool. And, and so I couldn't ever really get clear on where I wanted to be and what I wanted to have. You know, I just, I was constantly in a, a in a push or pull experience for so many years. Right. And at that age, you know, as, as a teenager or a young adult, the last thing you want is to be the the oddball you know like to be right. singled out so you want to fit in and then you're going to right. just try to you know push that down i'm talking to sunny don johnston and we are live if you want to join us if you're out there uh spinning around in in t- cyberspace <laughs> the jungles of time and space as mike dooley calls it uh feel free to give us a call 816-251-3555 if you have a question or would like to jump in on the conversation so i'm curious um as you got older so what did you do for for a living like before you're doing your work now what what did you do 
you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I had a child at 18, and so, you know, I started out real young and unexperienced. Um, so I did a variety of just, you know, little little jobs just to get by um, in the early years. I was a single mom. Um, and then after I met my husband, uh, I was 22 when I uh, got married uh, to him, and my son was four. Uh, and then I was just a stay-at-home mom. I had another baby a couple of years later. And uh, I did a little, you know, I, I would dabble in little things. Like I was always studying and always connected to positivity and mind, body, spirit. And, and even though I was, had the push and pull, I always had interest in, in angels and, and, and the spirit world. But then I would kind of step away a little bit. So, but for as far as work, um, I did a little bit of work with a party plan company called Christmas Around the World for a little while. Uh, and that was really it. I didn't have a lot of work experience. Um, so it wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, what I realized at the later on in life was that even though I was a mother and that was important, I didn't really feel like I had a purpose. Um, and what ended up happening is that experience at 13 and the journey that I went on with that ended up becoming um, at, at least my external purpose, you know, meaning the thing I do out in the world that gives me purpose inside um, and really changed my life, honestly. Right. So you were just trying to find your way, kind of doing whatever you could, and then just were really drawn into doing this kind of work. So when did you start working with people, you know, actually like sharing information, you know, from the angels with people? Well, I, you know, there there was a series of events, and in, within one year's time, my um, my son's um, paternal grandmother and my grandmother died within six months of each other. And um, one was I was with her, my paternal um, my son's paternal grandmother. I was with when she died. I was the only one there, and that really rocked my world. It changed my perspective on death. It was the most um, spiritual experience I'd ever had in my life. Uh, and then six months later, my grandmother, who had Alzheimer's, uh, walked out of her care facility and froze to death. Um, and between those two experiences, as I, I experienced uh, some intense um, shifts in the death experience. And so at that point, I, uh, I went into hospice training. I wanted to train to um, be at the bedside and help support people as they transition because it was such a sacred experience for me and I wanted to offer that to others and uh, and once I did that and those two people in my physical life were now in spirit between me choosing hospice and my my loved ones in spirit pushing me into finally doing the work you're meant to do Sonny um, I started doing it about 28 29 is when I started seeing some clients and then I started teaching and and then you know I've been doing that for the last 20 years and then it was just kind of word of mouth, right? Because once someone finds someone like you and then they want to spread the word. Right. My entire business has been word of mouth and, and absolutely it's always just um, the right people at the right time, you know, and, and it grew and it grew and it grew and, and, uh, and, and I've been blessed to be able to, you know, help support a lot of people in, um, in a lot of aspects of death, you know, on the front end, during and after. Um, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a blessing. It's not always easy. You know, I work with police on missing persons cases and, and things like that as a medium. And, and that's not always easy, but it's, it's very, um, sacred work. Oh, I agree. I think that the day you leave this earth is as sacred as the day you arrive. 
And I wish that we had, you know, a better understanding of the death process and and how that works. And, And there's still so much fear in in this country, I guess in the Western world more so than in other cultures. And so the work you're doing is is so important. And you describe in the book when I've been reading through the love never ends about um, sitting with someone, your, it was your ex-mother-in-law and mm-hmm. that was the first person that you had sat with. And I think people are so afraid to have that experience. And I was with my mother when she passed and I'm so grateful uh, to this day that I was able to share that with her. And even though it wasn't, I guess it wasn't what I thought it would be. Like I was expecting some flashing light or I don't know, something to happen, but it was, it was peaceful. And, and me being there was just support for her. And I think people sure. shouldn't be, shouldn't be afraid of that. And Absolutely. you talk about that um, a lot in the book. And I think that's really important. So when, um, when you're working with people as a medium, I mean, it's, I guess, because you're able to kind of walk in both of those worlds in communicating with angels, and then your work as a medium. I mean, how is that different in, in communicating well, in that way? You know, the, the difference is the vibration that you're tuning into. So the angelic realm is a very high vibration. And so there's not a lot of density there. The, um, the spirit world, our loved ones, when they transition, it's, it's still dense, which, so what I mean by that is it's a lower vibration and a higher, which isn't better or worse, but because the angelic realm, the angels, they don't have bodies. Um, they haven't been in the physical vibration. So they're always in that higher, higher vibrational space where the, those of our love, our loved ones that have passed, they're more dense. You know, they've walked the physical journey. They've carried their pain and all of that. They're in what, what I call a healing space when they transition. And, and, and so their energy is just a denser, more palpable um, um, energy and more of a personality comes through with them where with the angelic realm, it's more qualities, um, not so much personality. Oh, that's interesting. So when people say, oh, you know, so-and-so is on the other side, they're, they're my angel. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not really correct <laughs> in, in, in saying in, that. Yeah. In, in the terms, I mean, when people say that, I understand what they mean. Right. You know, my grandmother is my angel, my guardian angel. And so in the way that they mean it, yes, they're, they're there and they're with them and they're supporting you. But we would call them a spirit guide, not an angel, because an angel doesn't walk the physical planet. They can take the form of somebody physical, but they don't, well, they don't, aren't born into the physical body. And so um, those are spirit guides and spirit guides absolutely can be um, family members or friends that transition and then um, are, are, are working with you because there's some either um, life, life purpose alignment and oftentimes even if they're a namesake. Oftentimes we, we have namesakes that um, on a soul level are actually one of our guides. And so that's part of the vibration that keeps us connected once, once the, the physical aspect is gone is the, is the energetic connection to that purpose and that, that um, spiritual connection. And that's what you mean by with the title of the book, when you said the love never ends, that we're always connected energetically to our loved ones, you know, even, even though they pass. Exactly. Exactly. That we always have that connection. A lot of people like to um, think that, okay, they're, they're gone and they're doing their thing and I can't bother them and they don't come around or when you're dead, you're dead and there's nothing else. And, and I have no problem with anybody thinking anything, but if people are asking and they want to know, or they're having experiences, then 
oftentimes with the with my history, I can give them some understanding of what what maybe is happening. And I think there's so much talk nowadays. People think that you know you you have to be special and have special gifts in order to connect with the loved ones in spirit. And that's not true. We're all special, so we all have that a uh, that ability. If you had a heart connection with someone in the physical world and they're in spirit, you have the ability to connect with them. That's great. And I I really hope people take that to heart because I think people do believe that, well, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Like you had said earlier, I'm not able to do this. I don't have this, this special ability, but we all have some kind of psychic ability that we can tap into, you know, some kind of intuitive ability. Um, and we just have to work at it, right? Like if we wanted to, we could practice it like, like anything and get stronger and get better at it. And that's right. a lot of what you teach, right? Absolutely. It's a muscle. So we got to develop it. Intuition, you know, you got to develop that muscle and, 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 and start to pay attention. And really that comes down to, which it's your radio show, it's presence. It comes down to presence. And the more present you are, the more tapped in you are to the energy all around you. I'm working on that. (laughs) That's one of the reasons why I wanted to call the show that because it's kind of just a a reminder to me, because sometimes just in our daily lives, and I'm sure you you experience this too, you're busy, you're always like, I find myself thinking in the future too much, well, I have to do this, and I have to get ready for this, instead of being just in the, the moment that I am now, which is the only thing I can control is that one moment. But it's so easy yeah. to get scattered, you know, and, and worry about that. For uh, sure. So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. So you, when you talked about vibration, so we have just a couple of minutes um, before the break, but I wanted people to kind of wrap their heads around this. So when when we raise our vibration, I mean, how can you do that? You know, if you're trying to explain to somebody how to raise your vibration, like I'm sitting here, and how, how can I raise my vibration? Well, the quickest, fastest way to raise your vibration is to do something that brings you joy. Joy is the highest expression of love. And love is the vibration that we want to exude. And a lot of people don't know how to express that. Well, joy is the thing that will raise your vibration faster than anything. So, you know, whether that's, I don't care what it is that brings you joy. I always, I always joke, a lot of people like to run and I do not like to run. So if you see me running, it is not joyful experience for me, right? (laughs) There's an angry dog or someone chasing you. (laughs) Right, right. That will not raise my vibration, but for a lot of people that does raise their vibration. So it's doing what brings you joy. Oh, that's great. We're going to explore a little bit more with Sunny Don Johnston after the break. We're just going to take a short break here. So I hope you come back. And if you have questions for Sunny, if you'd like her to maybe make a connection, 816-251-3555 is the number. Get in touch. I'm Diane Ray. Thanks for joining me. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, Please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. 
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Dr. Wayne Dyer, taken from a live lecture at a Celebrate Your Life event in 2014. Just pay attention. Just start to recognize the miraculousness of every moment and everything that shows up in your life. And even the fact that, that you can take a breath and that who you are is here now at this time in an infinity that has no beginning and no end, that you showed up. Pay attention. Notice the trees. Notice the clouds. And as Maslow said, see the unfolding of God in everyone that you encounter. Pay attention. Know that this world that you're in, this physical body that you're in, is not who you are at all. Pay attention. To find out about a Celebrate Your Life event in 2019, visit CelebrateYourLife.com. Know Yourself as Divine, Stations of the Cosmic Christ. A new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Join Travel with Unity 2020 for a transformational trip to Rome and the Amalfi Coast, March 26th to April 4th, and explore the culture, myths, and spiritual significance of Southern Italy. You'll experience the history of the ancient ruins of Pompeii, visit the Vatican, and spend time on the beautiful Amalfi Coast during this 10-day tour. Just 40 seats are available and space is limited, so reserve your trip before September 15th. Go to unity.org travel for more information today. Do you dread going to work every day and just pray for Friday? Get a fresh perspective on your career with Mo Fall and bring your soul to work every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A leadership mentor and career coach, Mo can help you go from underpaid, unsatisfied, and unappreciated to loving your life and career again. Join the show and let Mo guide you to make some real life changes. Tune in every Thursday here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks for joining me. My guest today is Sunny Dawn Johnston, and she's an amazing inspirational speaker, spiritual teacher, psychic medium, expert in the angels, and all of that. And I'm so happy that she's joining us here on Unity Online Radio and bringing her show here. This is so great. Sunny's going to start doing a show on March 21st, so I hope you listen in. Elevate Your Life with SDJ and the Angels. This is going to be awesome. And Sunny was just, I, I kind of put her on the spot during the break, and she was giving me like a little mini reading and just really right on. I mean, you're able to kind of laser in pretty quickly to people. I mean, because we haven't met, you know, in person, so you know, you don't really know a lot about me or anything like that, but you were able to you know, really laser on a couple of th- I'm like, I'm kind of taken aback because <laughs> I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't expect, I didn't ex- expect that. So Sunny's well, I awesome. I tell people, be, be careful if you ask, because I'll go wherever they take me. So <laughs> right. 
So you, yeah. so with just me giving you my birthday, you were able to kind of pick up on some some interesting things that are are going on with me in my life. So do you feel that is like how how does that come to you? Like well, even in I just think- that short couple of minutes. Yeah, it works different with me than a lot of people. Like, I'm not a numerologist. I'm not an astrologer. I used to study that stuff when I was young, teenager. That's what I was into. But I don't really know any of that. But I've always had a connection with numbers. Like, I usually will remember somebody's birth date. Once they've told it to me once, I just almost always just remember it. Like, I have a thing with numbers. So when I when I um, tune into your birth date, it just kind of opens up a connection for me. And I just listen to what what shows up, what comes through and share that with you. And and when it's uh, you know, when when it aligns with you, I can feel it. I can feel kind of the energy and where it's going. But the, the fun thing and sometimes the frustrating thing for me is that it's always different with every person every time, always. So sometimes I see see the messages. Sometimes I hear the messages. Sometimes I feel them in my body. Sometimes I just I just know them. Um, it, it's just, it's always different. So that's good for me. Cause I don't like, um, the same thing every day. So it keeps me on my toes and always keeps me paying present attention in the moment. Um, and at the same time, it would be nice for them to just send me a little message and just, you know, please tell them this, you know, it never happens that way. I got to work for it every time, every time. Right. It's interesting to hear people's processes. That's why I like to ask because some people sure. I've spoken to will, get a picture like um, mm-hmm. uh, a, a person that I, I had worked with before, John Holland, he said that if someone was uh, an alcoholic, he would see a bottle, you know, or something right. like that. He would get those kind of pictures. Yeah, the and, symbols. And and that does, that happens as well for most of us. We kind of build up a language. Like if I see a cross, that usually rep- represents that they have some religious background that's been holding them back or that they're struggling with on some level. So we kind of pick those or they might show us an image of, of someone we know and that's symbolic to, to what's happening with that person. And it's always, but for me, it's always different. So it's not just a you know, okay, they show me this and I know that that's just happens once in a while. A lot of times what I get, and this is hard to explain again, because there's no real words, but it's almost like spirit impressions things into me. And that can be into my body, into my mind, into my awareness. And I can either hear it or read it or see it or feel it, but it's impressioned. So like, like I could be, somebody could, somebody in spirit world could have loved cowboy boots and those cowboy boots will be impressioned into my body and I'll feel like I'm wearing cowboy boots. And that's how I know the cowboy boots are connected to that person. So it's it's not just, uh, you know, two plus two always equals four ever. It's always like, are you paying attention, Sunny? Make sure you're tuning in. And you mentioned numbers that you kind of key into numbers. And mm-hmm. what about number sequences? Is that meaningful? And like pe- some people say, you know, 11 is like a sacred number or they see fours. Or that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So yeah, all of all of the numbers have different energy vibration message to them. The common ones that people see all the time are either one 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 or eleven eleven. Um, that's very that's a very common one, and that's new opportunities, um, new possibilities. Uh, it's 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 opening up to new energy. Um, the fours four four four. A lot of people see that's actually the number of the angels. So uh, when people see that over and over again, now here's the thing is a lot of people want to make every single thing mean something. Um, And sometimes, you know, it's just that your, your food was $4 and 44 cents. But if you see it consistently, you know, I'd say 
three times or more, that's when it's a sign. Otherwise, we're just making everything be something and we can read into anything. And and it's easy to do when you get excited about spirituality. Some people are like, yes, and this means this and this means that. And sometimes, you know, it's like I had a, I had a student, this was years ago, probably 20 years ago now, and she'd come to class and she she said she came in class she goes okay i really need some help because i cannot figure out what this means and i said okay what what and she goes the door my that my handle on my car door has come off twice it just it's come off and and i put it on and now it's come off again it just came off again i don't know what it means does it mean like i need to get a handle on life does it mean get a grip what what does it mean so i went out and looked at her car and it was like a 1970 pinto and i'm like dude it means you need a handle on your car like it's an old <laughs> car and it needs a handle on it right so I, I think that we it's fun to get those signs and i always want you to pay attention to them when they happen over and over again it's it, absolutely it's a sign sometimes we read into things so much and it's literally like the sign is get a new handle on your car or get a new car Right. That's the right. It could be it could be that simple, you know, just like you need you need a new car. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. That's funny. (laughs) I was talking to my hairdresser yesterday because we we love to have these kind of in-depth spiritual conversations while she's doing my hair. We were talking about signs just because I was telling her I was going to have you on the show. And so I was, uh, you know, excited about that. And so she shared a sign that she had received on her cell phone um, as as a message, you know, that app or that application on your phone that you're able to write a message. And it was a message that was really meaningful to her and very clear. So I wanted to ask you this. So even though, even though you could probably physically explain how that popped up, like maybe something did happen, but there was a reason why she saw it at that particular time. And that was really the sign. Not that there was anything, you know what I mean? Not, not something supernatural or, or anything that happened, but the fact that she saw it. Well, the fact that she saw it and, you know, yes, can can a lot of times can you figure out why it happened this way? Absolutely. But there's a lot of times you can't. You can't figure out why this thing happened at this time the way that it did, because that's kind of what I mean by they can impression us, impression things to us. They can they can direct our energy so that we look at something at a particular time. So why did you see it? But they didn't see it because you were directed to it. So the same sign could be sitting on the freeway and there could only be 10 people that see it and it's very meaningful to them. And the other 2000 people that went by never even saw it or it didn't mean anything to them. So they wouldn't even have it in their awareness. You see what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Like I remember um, going through just a really a difficult period uh, at work at a job I had and, and I was wanting to leave that job you know, and I wasn't sure what to do. And I was just kind of upset. And so I was, I was stuck in traffic. And all of a sudden, this car like whizzed in front of me, and it had a vanity license plate that said, be not afraid, seriously. (laughs) And, and so while that person had that license plate forever, the fact that I got that message at that time, and then the car just kind of, you know, was in front of me for a little bit, and then it just took off. Sure. After that. But but for me, that was a sign for sure. You, yeah, you needed to see that. And, and and so I think that that's, that's the fun part of being connected with your angels and your guides and your loved ones is because they're, they're constantly sending you signs. It said that we get a thousand messages a day from the spirit world. And so how many do you catch? You know, how many do you notice? How many are you aware of throughout your day? Well, we're so busy focused on whatever we're doing and checking off our lists that we don't always 
aren't always present enough to catch the messages and the signs that are sitting right in front of us. Right. If you're listening now and maybe you feel like you got a sign, give us a call, 816-251-3555. I'd love for you to be able to get in touch with Sunny. Um, so I wanted to talk about when you said you got impressions and you go into, into the book, um, The Love Never Ends, about ways people interpret the signs that we were just talking about. Like, uh, And I love that you mentioned this because um, I wanted to bring up the Claire's, like Claire audience, Claire sentient, so people can kind of key into what resonates with them. And you mentioned Claire fragrance, and I've never heard anyone else mention this, but I experience this all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. And yeah. to, and specifically, I will smell, my grandmother wore this perfume that was very distinctive. It was Estee Lauder Youth Dew. Believe me, if you get a whiff of this, you're going to remember it. It was like a very strong, you know, perfume smell. And so I, every once in a while, I get wafts of that smell. And yeah. when I've heard people describe you know, Claire audience, Claire sentience. I never heard anyone say fragrance. So you're the first one to mention that. Yeah, there's there's so, a term. A lot of people call it um, gustance, Claire gustance, Claire fragrant, and and it's it's around scent and even can be taste. Um, and that's actually one of the more common experiences with our deceased loved ones. So most of the time, we have a lot of people actually have experiences where they smell their dad's cigarette smoke or their um, their grandmother's, you know, favorite perfume or uh, my grandmother was an alcoholic, the, the one who passed away, who walked out of her care facility. She was an alcoholic and she drank Coors beer. And when she passed and she had a very tragic death, when she passed within the first day of her passing, she came to me with the smell of Coors beer. And I'm like, Grandma, seriously, like, you know, Neutrogena <laughs> soap, Jergens lotion, like there's a lot of smells that you could you could uh, bring my way that I would know it's you. And she says, you'll never confuse me with anyone else. And that's I'm like, funny. Well, <laughs> that's true. Because there was no, there was no judgment, that ego piece of, okay, I was an alcoholic. I, I, but this was this, a scent that we certainly all would associate with her. You see? Right. That's great. I, I love that. But I love that you kind of legitimized it for me. I'm like, yes, I, <laughs> I get these all the time. And I had yeah. never read that in another book that that's, that's a, a sure sign. Absolutely. So I want to uh, grab a call. We got someone joining us from California. So let okay. me go to Marissa and bring her on. Hi, Marissa. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's my first How are you? time ever listening to this show. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so glad. Well, welcome. And welcome to Unity Online Radio. I'm glad that you found us. And you're here with my guest, Sunny Don Johnston. Did you have a Hi. question? Yeah, I just want to know how I could connect with my angel or angels. Uh, how do I go about doing that? Well, so when you're when you're connecting with your angels, really the most important thing and and all you really have to do is ask for their presence. So, you know, asking them whether it's your guardian angel or if you're wanting to connect with one of the archangels, asking them to allow you to experience them in a way that you know it's them, that, that it's their presence. And so for for your guardian angel, um, that, that presence is going to show up differently than, let's say, Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael's energy is going to show up differently than Archangel Michael. Um, what most people forget is we do have free will here. So our angels cannot just, you know, come in and just take over. 
And so we have to invite their energy in. So the most important thing is to ask. Now, your asking could be in a, in a prayer form. It could be an okay. invocation. Um, it could be an invitation or the way I talk to my angels is, hey, guys, I need some help right now. <laughs> Yo, mm-hmm. dude, like sometimes it's very informal in my world, but that's because they, I, they're like with me all the time. I'm always connected to them. So I don't have a formal process, but you can have a formal process. But ask okay. and then pay attention and be very present to the feelings, the thoughts, the knowings, the, the auditory hearing experiences that you have shortly after you've asked for their either guidance or support or direction. Okay. And Marissa, were you worried about something right now? Like, did you have an issue that you wanted the angels to help you with or something yeah, that maybe exactly. Sunny could help you with? I. Yes, for years, I haven't been having any problems at all, and um, I meditate every day. Um, I don't pray, um, but I live, I try to live in the present moment each day, and for years, I haven't had any problem until lately, so um, I feel the need to connect to um, a higher, the angels. For high, for right. yeah, sure. And um, I feel like I, I cannot help myself that much anymore, and I do need guidance. That is why so, um, I want to know how I could connect with my angels. I've never done. So it. I have a little. Oh, yeah. I have a little mm-hmm. four-step process, Marissa. It's ask number one. Number two is allow. Number three is believe, and number four is receive. Ask, allow, believe, receive. What usually happens is we feel like we need to see it in order to believe it. And Wayne Dyer is the one that said it very well, and he said, once you believe it, then you'll see it. So you ask for help. Allow means get out of the way. Let them come to you. Believe means know that that they're bringing that guidance, direction, support to you. And then receive mm-hmm. it is you'll see and experience the manifestation of it. That's my little process that I, that I, um, and I wrote about that in the Invoking the Archangels book. It's got a whole chapter in there about it. But that's what really worked for me when I started wanting to connect with them on a deeper level. Okay. So you I'll could give that. that a shot, Marissa. Yes, I will. And yep. um, thank you so much for this You're conversation. Welcome. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, thanks I, for I know, us. Diane. Are you one of you, Diane, right? I'm Diane. Diane. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Were you at Hay House? I was. You, yeah. <laughs> Did you find you found me here now? So spread the word. Yeah. And um, yeah, I found. I, yeah. I know you. I know of you um, when I listened to Hay House Radio. Very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm That's glad you're I listening, am. and he glad, and I'm glad you found me, and and you found Unity Online Radio and Sunny, and you'll have to listen oh. to her show too. So, yeah, I'm glad, okay, I'm glad you're here. This is great. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Definitely, that I, um, I'm starting to listen when I have problems. <laughs> No, hey, that's <laughs> that's I'm great. So you know, if you have problems. We want to help, so come on, come on over anytime that, that there's any I problems. Will. But no, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that you found me, and yeah, and that you and that you found our, our radio network, and and that you found Sunny. So that's awesome. And also I'll check out um, Sunny's book. 
Yeah, look at the schedule and check out Sunny's book, Invoking the Archangels. It's one of her earlier ones um, on Amazon. And it gives you uh, Sunny Dawn Johnston. So write it down. <laughs> and I thank will. you, Marissa. I, I appreciate thank you, it. Thank you both. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. That's Thanks. so awesome. I love when people, um, that's, that someone found me. You know, it's funny, like you're, when you're on the air and I think, oh, people aren't listening, but they really are. They're out there. Like sometimes radio is very, you're kind of insulated and I'm in my little room here, but then I'm out there reaching people. So I'm so glad she found us and that she found you. And I hope yeah. people that if she does want to make that connection, and I, I find that I'm sure you, well, that's why you do this work, right? Because people want that connection to something greater you know how some people maybe were not brought up with any tradition and they feel lost and alone or that they're there's nowhere to turn and and you're one of the great teachers out there saying look you know there there are people you know ways you can ask for help there is spiritual help out there for everybody no matter what absolutely there there absolutely is i mean it came to me and i didn't even know how to ask or what to do so when you are open and intentionally willing to um to be present enough to tune in the, the answers and messages the support comes we have this whole team around us that for many people are sight unseen uh and when we open open the doors to that connection you know it doesn't mean that life gets easier in the sense of everybody thinks okay well if you have this connection then nothing ever difficult or challenging or bad is going to happen that's not what it is they can't save us from our spiritual journey but what they do is they they give us the support to walk through it and i hope marissa checks out the book invoking the archangels well you got some great reviews on amazon <laughs> i have to tell you that's great um people have said the book is really life-changing and i hope marissa will check that out and be able to start making those connections. So we're talking a little bit about signs, and I just wanted to point out a couple of other ways that people could, um, you know, could receive that information. Because we talked about, um, you called it Claire Fragrance. You know, I'm thinking like, you know, Claire's smell-o-vision, you know, the angels are <laughs> giving, giving us, you know, these scents. Um, but when you get an impression, that means like you you feel things. So that would make you uh, Claire sentient, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's my strongest attribute. That's the one that I've had all of my life when I was young and didn't understand it. Uh, and, and all of us have all of the clairs, actually. It's just that some are more developed than others. And we usually have one that's our strongest, most natural attribute. And that's the one I find that we really have to embrace. So for me, I didn't like being a feeler. I actually really didn't like it. Like I did not want to feel, push my emotions down, stuff them down, not look at them. And that's the one I needed to learn to embrace. And that kind of was the key that unlocked the door to all the others. And some of the others would be um, some people that would see things, then that's clairvoyant. I guess people hear that term probably more than the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then so clairsentience feeling and then clairaudient is hearing. Yeah. And I guess some people would I've actually I've actually experienced that. So I would mm -hmm. say I, I've experienced that and the sense. Well, and, and the clairvoyance because you're seeing signs. So that's that's visual too. You don't have to just see the person, but if you're visually seeing, you know, the four four fours or the the number signs or 
um, messages like that, then that's also a clairvoyant experience. Dreams that actually come true or prophetic um, are also, or your loved one comes through in a dream. Those are also clairvoyant. Oh, okay. And I wasn't sure about um, if that would be considered clairvoyant because I have had dreams, um, not not a lot. Actually, I just had one clear dream um, and it was maybe a year or so after my mother had passed away and I was kind of upset that I wasn't getting any messages from her. And I had a very clear dream of us like sitting in a bar kind of restaurant. And I'll never forget, I asked her like a ridiculous question. It was, well, what kind of cheese do you want, mom? Because we were having like a wine and cheese plate. <laughs> so silly, right? But in, in in the dream, it was just very, very vivid and clear. We're talking about wine and cheese, you know, and just feeling loving hearing her voice and just that feeling of, you know, kind of hanging out. And it was different than a regular dream. Like your regular dreams are kind of sifting out just whatever stuff that you dealt with that day or weird TV show you saw or something like that. But when you dream of a loved one, isn't it a lot more like like that experience, like more vivid? Yes. And, and, and oftentimes you wake up feeling like you just had it like they were just with you. And that's because they are that you're actually having an experience, a visitation with them. Um, and, and absolutely it, it, it leaves you oftentimes emotional. I was, I woke, I woke up crying and like, I just talked to my mom. My husband's like, yep. what's wrong with you? I said, she asked me about cheese. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted it to be, you know, some bolt from the blue communication and, and it wasn't, but actually the communication was, that, hey, you know, everything's okay. And, and I felt I felt a lot of love, like we were just kind of having a, a wine and cheese night. So right, like guess... an everyday experience, because <laughs> yes. for them, remember, they, they, they've been there every day, they didn't go anywhere, you just think they did. So they're still there every day going, okay, well, let's have some wine and cheese tonight, you know, right. <laughs> that was it. That that was the message. So that that was really great. And, and I haven't had, but I haven't had another vivid dream like that and do you think that you're you're given a message or contacted when you need to have it even if yes, you ask absolutely. for it absolutely yep D- divine timing for sure and you can't ever force it it can't ever show up the way you want it to it comes at the time that's right for you right so even though i was asking like that whole year oh you know give me a sign then it had to be when it, she felt that i needed it i guess exactly exactly and, and, and for what reason on that particular day at that particular time, that's part of the, the human part of us that goes, well, I don't know why that is. And sometimes there's no particular reason from our perspective, but there is from theirs. Right. Oh, and I wanted to ask you this. So I had spoken to um, another, another medium at one time, and she had said that animals are able to see things, you know, that we are not. And she knew my cat's name. It was it was actually it was Karen Noe. I don't know if you know her. <laughs> She's amazing. But mm-hmm. she knew my cat's name. What do you look like? And then she said that sometimes animals can see. Um, Absolutely. Your, your they, loved they ones. See, Is that true? For sure. And just like babies, babies, too. So they're not, you know, they're not disconnected yet. They haven't been society, haven't gotten um, shifted by society yet to only believe what their physical eyes see. And so they're very aware of the energies and can see and feel just like um, like many of us that are sensitive can. And, and again, the reality is everybody can do that. This. this is not something that's just for certain people. It's available to everyone if they want to grow and develop that. Are there some that are going to always have 
more of an inclination for it, sure. Like I'm not ever going to learn how to be a great artist, but I could probably be taught how to get away and be okay, do a decent job. It's the same thing. There's going to be some people that are just really naturally gifted in this area, but everybody has the ability, especially um, if they have a heart connection with someone in the spirit world to connect with that person. Right. I love that message that we can all do this to to some degree that can really help with healing. I mean, some people get really stuck in the grieving yes. process and it's very oh, yes. difficult, you know, for them to move on it. And that's I mean, a lot a lot of the work that you do, you know, is helping people to, um, you know, have a better experience to, to be able to let go of things and continue to live, even though they've lost something you know, or someone really close to them. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. Most people I deal with, I deal with because of death, divorce, or disease. That's why people generally come to me is to help them through one of the three D's. Right. <laughs> the three big D's. Yeah. Well, it's been yep. so great to talk with you and I can't wait to meet you at the International Women's Summit, uh, which is going yes. on this weekend. That's going to be so fun. Now you'll yes. be uh, teaching and doing a workshop so people can see you there. So I'm excited. I'll, I'll get to see you teach. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to seeing you too. That's great. Sunny, thank you so much. Check out Sunny on her website, sunnydonjohnston.com, and right here on Unity Online Radio starting on Thursday, March 21st. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.